This is Dreamwalker 1960. As a reminder, you can read the transcripts of all my podcasts at dreamwalker1960.com. You can use most podcast platforms if you wish to listen. All you need to do is do a search for Dreamwalker 1960. How things are. The daily life of an ordinary human. They get up, they go into the world, and seek to make a living. Now, in the way we live in the world today, the book of Ephesians applies to the world at large. Ephesians 6, 5 through 9. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with deep respect and fear. Serve them sincerely as you would serve Christ. Try to please them all the time, not just when they are watching you. As slaves of Christ, do the will of God with all your heart. Work with enthusiasm, as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will reward each one of us for the good we do. Either we are slaves or free. Masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Don't threaten them. Remember, you both have the same master in heaven. And he has no favorites. Let's rephrase that for today so you, the listener or reader, will understand. Employees, obey your employers with deep respect and fear. Serve them sincerely as you would serve Christ. Try to please them all the time, not just when they are watching you. As slaves of Christ, do the will of God with all your heart. Work with enthusiasm as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will reward each one of us for the good we do. Rather, we are slaves or free. Employers, treat your employees in the same way. Don't threaten them. Remember, you both have the same master in heaven, and he has no favorites. We shouldn't seek to lead the world, for we are to be the light unto the world, showing them the true path to salvation. The problem is, most that profess to being quote-unquote Christian do not know the truth. They do not truly know how they are to live a Christian lifestyle. They think they do, but they truly don't. This is seen in many places within the Bible and from Christ himself. A prime example, Matthew 6, 19-24. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them, and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven, where moths and rust cannot destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if that light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. Most ignore this, 
not wanting to come to terms with it, not seeing that their eyes are unhealthy. They don't understand that God already knew when his son walked this earth that we humans would be living the lives we are living today, slaves to a money system to receive our daily bread. However, in many countries, this has caused them in a way to be rich. What is required? With this in mind, God guided them that wrote the Gospels to three times repeat the same story. Yet again, many reject what this story means to them personally. Mark chapter 10, verse 17 through 22. As Jesus was starting out on his way to Jerusalem, a man came running up to him, knelt down and asked, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked. Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. You must not cheat anyone. Honor thy father and mother. Teacher, the man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was young. Looking at the man, Jesus felt genuine love for him. There is still one thing you haven't done, he told him. Go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At this the man's face fell, and he went away sad, for he had many possessions. When we accept Christ as our Savior, we are given specific instructions on how we are to prove our fellowship to Him. 1. Obey the commandments. All of them. This is not just the ten, but all taught in the books of Deuteronomy and Leviticus that were not overridden by Christ dying upon the cross. And 2. Sell off our possessions. Why? 1 John 2, 15-17 Do not love this world nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. You see, when we seek after what is of this earth, we do not follow God nor His Son, but our own wants and desires. If we seek after what gives us comfort, we do not seek after God, but what is pleasing to ourselves. Our God is no longer the creator of us, but ourselves. The Bible makes it clear what we are to do to be his true and devoted followers. We are to sell off our possessions. We are to downsize. We are to get rid of debt and to have money ready in hand to give to those in need, as shown here. 2 Corinthians 9, 6-13 Remember this, 
a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way, so you will always be generous. And when you take your gift to those who need them, they will thank God. So two good things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met, and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. As a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God. For your generosity to them and to all believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. For your generosity to them and all believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. You cannot do this in a huge house. You cannot do this in a new car. You cannot do this in fancy clothes. Therefore, we must downsize to show our conformity to the wishes of He who died upon the cross for our sins. Once we accept Christ as our Savior, He makes it clear that we are to do as He says, especially if it is said three times. 2 Corinthians 13.1 This is the third time I have come to visit you. And as the scriptures say, the facts of any case must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. Most will be scoffing at this. The mere fact that they did is itself verification. Look how the Pharisees responded. Luke 16, 14-17 The Pharisees, who dearly loved their money, heard all this and scoffed at him. Then he said to them, You like to appear righteous in public, but God knows your heart. What the world honors is detestable in the sight of God. Until John the Baptist, the laws of Moses and the messages of the prophets were your guide. But now the good news of the kingdom of God is preached and everyone is eager to get in. But that doesn't mean that the law has lost its force. It is easier for heaven and earth to disappear than for the smallest point of God's law to be overridden. So why question what has been shown here? Because they do not wish to let go of their comforts. They do not wish to let go of their true God, themselves. Take a key element that Christ states in his words to the Pharisees. What this world honors is detestable in the sight of God. Does the world honor seeking after the best, the biggest, the most expensive, 
the most beautiful? Yes. 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 Oh, and yes. Then those that seek after it are seen by God himself as detestable. Yet they call themselves quote-unquote Christian. They call themselves saved. They call themselves born again. Yet God just called them detestable. How can they be right with Christ if he sees them as detestable? I will allow those listening to make that call for themselves. For it is each person's own choice as to how they will stand before God, either in robes of white or as a defendant in their eternal trial which will occur before the great white throne. Matthew seven, twenty-one through 23 Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name, and cast out demons in your name, and performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. As I have established before, none can cast out demons unless they are a follower of Christ, as established in Matthew 12, verses 25 through 32. Jesus knew their thoughts and replied, Any kingdom divided by civil war is doomed. A town or a family splintered by feuding will fall apart. And if Satan is casting out Satan, he is divided and fighting against himself. His own kingdom will not survive. And if I am empowered by Satan, what about your own exorcist? They cast out demons too, so they will condemn you for what you have said. But if I am casting out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. For who is powerful enough to enter the house of a strong man and plunder his goods? Only someone even stronger, someone who could tie him up and then plunder his house. Anyone who isn't with me opposes me. And anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. So I tell you, every sin and blasphemy can be forgiven, except blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, which will never be forgiven. Anyone who speaks against the Son of God can be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven, either in the world or in the world to come. Again, there is a key statement made by Jesus Christ right here. Anyone who isn't with me opposes me, and anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. Those that do not downsize, those that keep their wealth, their huge houses, their fancy cars, their golf clubs, their box seats at football stadiums, their bright and fancy clothing. They are against Christ. They are against God. They are seen as detestable in the sight of the Lord. Christ is soon to return. Repent. 
downsize, glorify God. God bless. Make it count, leave a mark, build a name for yourself. Dream your dreams, chase your heart above all else. Make a name the world remembers. But all an empty world can sell is empty dreams. I got lost in the lie that it was up to me to make a name the world remembers. But Jesus is the only name to remember. And I, I don't want to leave a legacy I don't care if they remember me Only Jesus And I, I've only got one life to live I'll let every second point to hell Only Jesus